Let's, let's pray before, before we begin. Father, Lord, I just thank you for this time that we get to hear from your word. And I just pray, Lord, that um, you would just speak uh, through me clearly. Um, and that we would uh, just receive your word as it is. And, and just make every effort to put it into practice. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. Um, Today we're going to focus on prayer, and the reason why we're going to focus on prayer today is because I just want to bring to light the ministry called Standing in the Gap. Have anyone heard of this ministry before, Standing in the Gap? Okay, what do Standing in the Gap do? They pray. Okay, they pray for who? For teens, for you guys. They pray specifically for you. So the prayer request that we help you fill out is not because we want to hear your concerns or hear your deepest, darkest secrets and stuff like that. Um, it's because there's committed people in this church who wants to pray for you and who wants to lift you up in prayer. And, and so what I wanted to do was just briefly, it's going to be a brief message uh, so that we can have an opportunity to spend a little bit more time in small group just talking about prayer. And then also doing a little exercise that's going to help the people who are praying for you have a better connection with who they're praying for. And I'll explain that at the end. So prayer. How does God speak to us? It's not rhetorical. You can answer back. How does God speak to us today? Through what? Through his word. Okay. And how do we speak to him? Through what? Okay, is that weird that we actually talk to God? I mean, do you actually think about that, that we're able, as believers, to talk to the Almighty God, creator of the universe? Is that strange? Do anyone think that's like out of this world sometimes, or no? Or is it just like, ah, oh, you know, that's God, man, that's my, that's my boy. I mean, don't you guys think that that's kind of weird sometimes? Like, I actually can speak to God. And... Most of you apparently don't think it's strange or don't think it's like a supernatural thing, um, but it is. And we're going to look at a couple scripture verses. If you have your Bibles, you can pull them out. All right. Remember what the psalmist says, your word I've hidden in my heart so that I may not sin against you. So let's treasure the word of God. In Ephesians 6:18, going back to um, prayer and essential prayer, it says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Who knows what supplication means? Because we heard this word, something like supplication, supplication. Who, or who has a thought, the thing with, to describe what supplication means? What do you think supplication may mean? It's not supply. So we can just scratch that off. Be, be submissive. Not, yeah, to ask. To ask in what sort of manner? Humble, yeah, humble. Um, there's, there's this local behemoth artist, I think his name is Pyphrum or something like that, and, and, and in his line he says, he says, no, no shame in your game. And he, and he was referring to like if a guy likes a girl, and he would just do whatever, you know what I mean? So if she's like, you know, polish my shoes, he, I, he would polish his shoes. So this supplication is a humble asking, a humble going before the Lord, uh, making your request new name. So he says, pray at all times in the Spirit. With all prayer and supplication, um, 
to that end, keep alert with all perseverance and making supplication for all the saints. Why is it so important for Christians to pray? Why is, why is prayer so important for us, the believer? Is it important? I mean, is it important that we communicate to our Lord and Savior? I mean, but, but why is it important for, why is it healthy for the believer to be in constant uh, communication with God? Say it loud, say it loud. What? It builds intimacy, yes? And does God want intimacy with us? All right. Um, anything else? Why is it important when you think of your own personal relationship with Him? Why is it important for you to pray to God? What, what are some of the, the benefits that you experience when you pray to God? Or do you experience any? No? Do you guys pray? <laughs> Honestly, do you pray? Peace of mind? Okay, for what? For life, but... To, to know he's there? Okay, okay. In Philippians, if you have your Bibles, and please do bring your Bibles, bring your swords. Uh, in Philippians 4, verse... Six, and I'm just giving scriptures out that just supports the importance for the believer to pray. It says, and this is a very familiar one. It says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God." What did Jesus do when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane? Okay, he prayed. Why was he praying? Why? Say love to to talk to God for what? Like why was to okay to take away his cup of suffering, right? Jesus was the God man. He was fully man and fully God. And in his full humanity and in his full deity, he knew what the process was going to be all the way to the point where he's going to be nailed to the cross. And so he knows this. He's in the garden and he is praying and he is praying that, you know, that this cup, this process, this thing that he has to walk through the cross, the, the crucifixion will be taken away from him. But did he stay there? What was, what was his final conclusion in his prayer? What? Right? Not my will, but your will be done. Now, how do you have times when you've been praying for something and it just didn't happen? Have you ever had that? Like you were praying for that new Jaguar XJ2 because you had a dream about it and it felt so real. And that's so you woke up in the morning and you're like, Father, please let it be in the driveway. Please let it be red, silver trim, five-speed, turbo-injected, and then you go downstairs or you open up a door and it's not there. I mean, but, but you know, that's, that's just me. I mean, I had a dream like that and I was like, please, it felt so real. It felt so real that I just pulled up in the car and I went downstairs in hopes and dreams and it wasn't there. Um, but we ask God for things and we don't get them, right? Oh no, have you gotten everything that you asked God for? 
What are some things that you pray pray to God for? Like, help me out. What are some things? Confidence. Okay. For what? Puppy. Okay. Anything over here? What? Before okay, before our tasks. Anything? You guys pray? I don't think you guys pray. I think you guys like prelates people. Pray for patience for what? For you to have patience, right? Okay. I pray for patience a lot as I drive on these wonderful streets of Nassau. And and God wonderfully answers the prayers because he sends people to cut me off so that he so that I can grow in patience, right? But then I fail miserably and I end up praying for more patience and then I have more opportunities to exercise patience and more opportunities to fail and to grow. So it's a cycle until I learn, then I will then get out of that cycle. So we pray for things. But you know what? During our toughest hour, remember Jesus in Gethsemane, Jesus our Lord and Savior, right? Because you all go through tough things. Some things you're not going to be willing to share even with your small group leader. There's all different levels, different things that you're all going through. And, and there's sometimes you just see no way out. Right? It's just, this thing is incredibly tough. I don't know what the answer is. I'm praying to God. I'm not hearing anything. And it, it seems like a hopeless situation. And then I need to act now because God is not hearing me. Um, and sometimes it's not that he's not hearing us. It's just that the very best that he has for us, we're not aware. And maybe we need to walk through this thing that we're going through a little longer until it's at his perfect time, his perfect will, to deliver us, deliver us out through it. And it's during these times where Satan will come to us and say, you know what, you've been praying to God forever, right? It's like you've been praying to him, been asking him to help you with the situation at home, been asking him to help you with the situation at school, um, they use these group of people that just always have something to say. Or just one person. Or just per- you know, it's just whatever it is. This person is tearing me down. This person is spreading rumors about me. Or I'm struggling with this thing. I'm struggling, and I don't know what to do. And and it seems like you see that you're, you're struggling. And yeah, Jesus loves me. So the Bible tells me so, and all that stuff. You're like, do you really believe that? You pray to him, and he doesn't answer your prayers. You know, is he really there? Is he really listening? Why waste your time to pray? You know, don't, don't bother. Just continue in that same manner when you pray, and it's like, it's boring. You remember when you pray, and you're like, Father, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you for. Amen. Right? I mean, and I like, you know, in this, and, and, and like, in this, in this, in our prayer life, where, where, you know, it's, it's, it's 30 seconds of us just falling asleep. It's 30 seconds of us being distracted because, oh, you know, something is coming on right now. My show is coming on. I need to do this. I got to play this video game or so and so is calling me. I need to check up on so-and-so, and I need to connect with all these people. And it's like we can't, two minutes, and we can't even give God two minutes of just focused prayer because we're so distracted, and Satan will use that because there's power in prayer. And that's how we connect 
to God. That's how we communicate to Him. And He wants to hear our prayer. And the thing is, the incredible thing that we have is we can go before the throne because of our high priest. Who is? Who? Who's our great high priest? Who intercedes? Jesus. Right? We have the ability to go before God at any time. And the only time that we, and I want to say this carefully, the only time that that relationship is temporarily broken is when we have unconfessed sin in our lives. And when we do have unconfessed sin in our lives, then that, that communion with God is broken because there's no darkness in Him. He's the God of light. But the thing is, the glorious hope is that, and we see in Second Chronicles 7.14, um, and I'll just read this for you real quick, because even during these times, Satan used to be like, you see that? You're still sinning. He's not going to listen to you. You think he's going to listen to you? You're doing the things that he asked you not to do. You're making up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You know, you're just, you're talking back to your parents. He's not going to listen to you. You're living in sin. Or you have unconfessed sin, I should say, um, in your life. But here in 2 Chronicles uh, 7, 14, it says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive them and will heal their land. So we're not in a hopeless situation as believers. Even when we sin, even when we mess up, we can confess our sins to God, which enables us to go boldly before us through him. And what I mean by that, it is in Hebrews as I wrap up. In Hebrews chapter 4, and you know, make a mental note of this because it's such an incredible... No one can just go to the king. I mean, not, no one can just go to Queen Elizabeth II. No one can just go into her palace and just be like, hey, Miss Elizabeth II, how you doing? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you won't even make it past the front gate. You know what I mean? And so, um, but the God of the universe, the creator, the sustainer of our lives, Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So in this Christian life, you don't need to walk alone. And this is why I wanted to emphasize Tiny and Gap Ministries because even though you are going through some supernatural things that are happening, you may not see it. You may, why am I going through these things? And in Ephesians, it talks about, you know, putting on the full armor of God because there are like supernatural things in the spiritual realm that we deal and face. We don't see it, but if you are a child of the King, you're not just bowing against flesh and blood. You know, and so it's so important for us to have a healthy prayer life. And I just want to read, I just want to read this quick story. Well, it's, it's not that quick. But I just want to read this story so that you can just see the importance of, of prayer. And it's a true story. It's titled, A Child's Prayer. One night, I had worked hard to help a mother in labor ward. In spite of all we could do, she died leaving us with a tiny premature baby and a crying two-year-old daughter. We would have difficulty keeping the baby alive as we had no incubator. We had no electricity to run an incubator. We also had no special feeding facilities. 
Although we lived on the equator, nights were often chilly with treacherous drafts. One student midwife went for the box we had for such babies and the cotton wool that the baby would be wrapped in. Another went to stock, sorry, another went to stoke up the fire and fill a hot water bottle. She came back shortly in distress to tell me that in filling the bottle, it had burst. Rubber perishes easily in tropical climates. And is that our last hot water bottle? Sorry, and is that our last hot water bottle? She exclaimed, as in the West, it is no good crying over spilled milk. So in Central Africa, it might be considered no good crying over burst water bottles. They do not grow on trees, and there are no drugstores down forest pathways. All right, I said, put the baby as near to the fire as you safely can, and sleep between the baby and the door to keep it free from drafts. Your job is to keep the baby warm. The following noon, as I did most days, I went to have prayers with any of the orphanage children who chose to gather with me. I gave the youngsters various suggestions of things to pray about and told them about the tiny baby. I explained our problem about keeping the baby warm enough, mentioning the hot water bottle that the baby could so easily die if it got chills. I also told them of the two-year-old sister crying because her mother I just died. During prayer time, one 10-year-old girl, Ruth, prayed with the unusual, unusual, sorry, prayed with the usual blunt conciseness of our African children. She said, please God, she prayed, send us a hot water bottle today. It'll be no good tomorrow. God, as the baby will be dead. So please send it this afternoon. While I gasped inwardly at the audacity of the prayer, she added, and while you are about it, would you please send a dolly for the little girl so she'll know that you really love her? As often with children's prayers, I was put on the spot. Could I honestly say amen? I just did not believe that God could do this. Oh yes, I know that he can do everything. The Bible says so. But there are limits, aren't there? The only way God could answer this particular prayer would be by sending me a parcel from the homeland. I had been in Africa for almost four years at that time, and I had never, ever received a parcel from home. Anyway, if anyone did send me a parcel, who would put, it, who would put in it a hot water bottle? I live on the equator. Halfway through the afternoon, while I was teaching in the nurses' training school, a message was sent that there was a car at my front door. By the time I reached home, the car had gone, but there on the veranda was a large 22-pound parcel. I felt tears pricking my eyes. I could not open the parcel alone, so I sent for the orphanage children. Together, we pulled off the string, carefully undoing each knot. We folded the paper, taking care not to tear it unduly. Excitement was mounting. Some 30 or 40 pairs of eyes were focused on the large cardboard box. From the top, I lifted out brightly colored knitted jerseys. Eyes sparkled as I gave them out. Then there were the knitted bandages for the leprosy patients, and the children looked a little bored. Then came a box of mixed raisins and, salt and saltines. Can't pronounce that. That would make a batch of buns for the weekend. 
Then as I put my hand in again, I felt the, could it really be? I grasped at it and pulled it out. Yes, a brand new rubber hot water bottle. I cried. I had not asked God to send it. I had not truly believed that he could. Ruth was in the front row of the children. She rushed forward crying out, if God has sent the bottle, he must have sent the dolly too. Rummaging down to the bottom of the box, she pulled out the small, beautiful dress dolly. Her eyes shone. She had never doubted. Looking at me, she asked, Can I go over with you and give this dolly to the little girl so she'll know that Jesus really loves her? Of course, I replied. That parcel had been on the way for five whole months, packed up by my former Sunday school class, whose leader had heard and obeyed God's prompting to send a hot water bottle, even to the equator. And one of the girls had put in a dolly for an African child five months before in answer to the believing prayer of a ten-year-old to bring that afternoon. And there's a reference verse here, Isaiah 65, 24, where it says, Before they call, I will answer. And so the Lord knows your needs, and he has strategically, providentially put people in your lives, people that you don't even know who are praying for you. And so as we break into small groups, um, there's an extra slip in the small group um, containers, and it has name, and then it has bio. And... What I want you guys to do for bio, and, and, and please don't be all creeped out and be like, I got to give information about myself. Just like simple things, you know. If I was still in school, attending the best school there is in New Providence, Aquinas, <clears throat> I would say it would help Michelo when I was like, Michelo, I attend Aquinas College. Um, I enjoy playing golf, and I like to write. You know what I mean? So just like three two to three quick sentences that describes yourself, so that, that way when they're praying and they have your name, they can, they can connect a person to their prayer. And then as we've been taking photos, what we're going to do, not just for the youth staff, because the youth staff want to be praying for you guys as well, so it's so helpful when we have a photo of you, so we can look and be like, oh, okay, that's Dorothy, that's Amala, you know, that's Alexi, and, and we can put a picture, face to a name and pray. Um, more intimately for you guys. And that's the same thing that we want to do for the folks who are praying for you in the Standing in the Gap Ministries. We want to help put a photo to a name and then to a name to a bio that describes yourself in two or three sentences. And, uh, and I think it'll be great. It'll be an enormous blessing uh, for you and for those who are praying for you as well because they want to continue to pray for you. And um, Jen's Father, my father-in-law, would always say, much prayer, much power, little prayer, little power. And um, I used to get annoyed sometimes, honestly, I used to get annoyed by my mom. She would pray religiously 12 o'clock every day. She would be praying. And she would be, you know, I'm praying for you. And I'm like, Mom, you know, I am saved. You know, she would be still evangelizing to me. I'm like, I've accepted Jesus, you know. So, you know, and it's like, you're constantly evangelizing to me. You're constantly praying for me. And and, um, and I can tell you many times, I think if I reflect 
uh, situations in my life whether I'm driving and I just stop in time and a semi-truck, big Mack truck just flashes. You know I mean? There's so many times where I'm like, wow, you know, I was delayed for this reason. Or for whatever reason, I stopped. And as Ephesians 6.18 says, for us to continue to pray, to be alert, to not fall asleep when we're praying, to, be, to, to pray with perseverance, uh, and to also to pray for the saints. Um, so it's important, not only that you're being prayed for, but for you to remember your other fellow brothers and sisters in Christ as well, to pray for them. So uh, I'm going to close this off in a word of prayer, and then we're going to break into small groups, and, um, and then just make sure to fill out those bios. Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that uh, we can talk to you through prayer, and that you want us to come boldly before your throne. And I just pray that we will do so. And I pray that if there's just unconfessed sin in our life that, that's holding us back and, and Satan may be using that to, to keep us from coming uh, before you. I just pray that uh, as your word says, you know, you are faithful and just to forgive us uh, and to cleanse us uh, from all unrighteousness. And so I just pray that we will come before you, confess our sins so that we can just re-enter and sweet communion with you and, and be able to just come before you through and, and let our requests be made new unto you. And so we just thank you, Lord, for your love for us and that you enjoy talking to us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.